0: Man, the best soccer player in the world, Lionel Messi, turned down a billion dollars. Yes, a billion dollars and instead has decided to take his talents to South Beach and play for Inter-Miami of the MLS. And speaking of big-time money, man, PGA and Live Golf have merged. Whatever that means, they have combined. And in NFL news, man, the Vikings have recently released superstar running back Dalvin Cook. We got a lot to get into, man. We got a lot to get into, so I'm going to get right into it. Lionel Messi, arguably the greatest player in the world. Some call him the greatest of all time. My generation it's always been Messi, Cristiano. Messi, Cristiano, Ronaldo. That's been the big time, too, right? Messi has decided that he is going to play for Inter-Miami, come over to the States, play in the MLS for Inter-Miami, There's a lot of things that go into the story, right? There's a lot of interesting things, right? Messi is the biggest name in the whole sport. Him and Cristiano, obviously. It's one of the best players of all time. This is so big time. But first and foremost, Messi reportedly turned down a billion dollars. A billion dollars from an offer to play for a Saudi Arabian, like in the Saudi Arabian league. And like I said, it was worth north of a billion dollars. There is two things going to this statement, right? Two things going into this statement. One, there is always that ageless question. At every lunchroom table, in every locker room, with your boys, at the crib, there's always that ageless question, would you do blank for a billion dollars? Right? And a lot of us, I'm going to be honest, a lot of us have said that we would do some crazy things for a billion dollars. Let alone like less. We said some. We said we gonna do some crazy things for a million dollars. Let alone a B, a full B. Messi got that option to play soccer. Like that, would you play soccer in the Saudi Arabian league for a billion dollars? And Messi said, Nah, I'm straight. Like I'm good. Like imagine that. We said some crazy things in our time. Messi got that option, and he said, I'm good, right? And number two, the second thing that goes into the statement is. They got to have some crazy, crazy oil money over there. It's like, I don't think we can really grasp how much money is over there for them or like what they're trying to do um, financial wise, culture wise, um, within the culture over there in Saudi Arabia, because they're handing out these sports contracts like, like nothing. The contracts that they are throwing out at these people for the live golf tournaments, Throwing at Messi. Like, I wonder what's next. Even the contract they tried and threw at Charles Barkley to get him away from TNT to come and um, be an analyst for Live Golf was insane. But, like I said, man, Lionel Messi, arguably the greatest soccer player of all time, coming to the U.S. to what seems like. I mean, he's only 35, right? And I'm not the biggest soccer fan. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, I, I know that. In some way, he's past his prime, I would assume. But what seems like to finish out his career or to catch a quick bag, which to me would have to involve some sort of stake in ownership. Like I think they, he's getting some sort of like Apple TV rights. Um, I think he's able to. I think I read it like something that said he's able to get some ownership once he like is done playing for the team, because. You know, like I said, Messi's 35, he's older, but he's still like the biggest name in the sport. And as of today, Inter Miami was like his last, like dead last in the Eastern Division or Eastern Conference of the MLS, They're third worst in the whole league. So this team is terrible. And so you're getting like the greatest player to come over and play for your squad. Obviously Miami's a great city, right? no doubt about it, Miami's a great city, a lot of money there maybe somebody that had something to do with it, David Beckham another like international soccer star, the last international soccer star we've seen come over and play in the MLS um, well, big, big time, like names I don't know, did, like I said, I'm not the biggest soccer fan I think Ibrahimovic may have done it, I'm not sure um, but David Beckham co-owns the Inter-Miami squad right? So I asked, like, where is the significance in this? Why is this such an important, like, big deal? And honestly, I wish there was some, like, deeper play within this whole thing. Like, I wish this was some bigger move to try and get one of the best players ever into the U.S. to try and help grow the game over here um, and bring some attention to the soccer over in the States. Maybe it is and hopefully this is a play to become competitive in the years to come it's like when michael jordan Scottie pippen larry bird Magic johnson those guys went and the dream team played overseas in the olympics And if you watch the last dance if you watch any of the documentaries you know how big like them going over there and playing and dominating and then bringing the sport overseas was and then, like David Stern, see, like seeing that, and starting to market the game overseas, and now in twenty twenty three, we're seeing like the fruits of that labor. We're seeing the fruits of like the late eighties, early nineties, um, or nineties, I should say, NBA marketing towards the world. And thirty years later, we're seeing like the fruits of that labor with so many stars like Giannis, Nikola Djokic, Uh, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic like so many big time NBA superstars are now international players right and the game is the NBA is so huge now it's in such a large market and it's vast like it's everywhere and it's such a big game it's become such a like international players become such a big part of the NBA now um, that you I can't see a league without it anymore so maybe that's like you know you bring these international players over here to the US and maybe we can because let's be honest US is extremely mediocre at, at soccer um, it's not like what is it like our fifth sport or something in the in the states and if we're just talking about from um, from a like influence aspect inter Miami like on a very small scale inter Miami's Instagram page has already grown like five million people within the last like week since he' announced it I know that doesn't seem like, oh, that's not like saying like anything about his play, but to show you that one person signing with a team, not even stepping in foot in the States, wearing a jersey, playing a game a minute yet, one person's announcement of his signing brought 5 million more people to this team's Instagram page, right? The ticket prices went crazy up, but sadly, I don't think this is any of that. I don't think this is a play to try and get more youth players to play soccer or to grow the game in the United States and hopefully we can be competitive in the years to come. I think this, and which is, if it is, great for him, I think this is Messi setting up his post-soccer career. I think this is Messi setting up his post-play career. Um, I would assume, like I said, after he's done, he's going to get some sort of ownership stake, ownership stake within the team. I don't know, is it even possible for him to get ownership stake within the league? Um, if that's possible, I don't know, but this man turned down a billion, big bees. This man turned down big bees to come play for one of the worst teams in the MLS. Like something's got to be at play here. Don't know. We all don't know what it is yet, um, but man, congrats to him. I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great for the United States, and now it gives something like us, like me, to talk about. Because like I am I'm, I'm the most average like i play fifa i watch the world cup i know the biggest name in the sport um but i'm the most average soccer fan that there is very below average soccer fan that there is and maybe this gives us something to more talk about and speaking of saudi arabian money and you know this is another one where i'm like the most under below average (laughs) golf fan of all time which makes me perfect to talk about the subject because I have no horse in the race. No horse in the race. PGA and Live Golf announced their merge. And like I said, I am like most of us. When I say I follow about two golf tournaments a year, I recognize and know of the best players in the world. And about the only time I actually sit and watch is like the last round of the Masters or whenever Tiger Woods is playing. That's about the only time you'll see me or catch me watching golf. I love it or I love to do it. I love to go out and hit the range, but I'm like most of us when I say, very below average fan. That being said, man, how shitty is it that the elitist and the purest of the game of golf and of the PGA Tour shamed like certain players out of signing with this new and upcoming live golf company and, and preach loyalty and then they go and merge with them? How crazy is that? Like They had... Athletes were out here turning down huge nine-figure contracts to go and stay with the PGA And I think I can speak for all of us because it really shows you like you have to look out for you I don't care if you're a professional golfer. I don't care if you work a nine-to-five You have to look out for you because the, like no one else is gonna do it for you Right you work a nine-to-five your boss is like oh We really need somebody to come in Saturday night. Can you do it for us, please? We'll pay you two dollars extra an hour is the $80 you're gonna make that night more important than like your peace of mind or your, you know what I mean? Like, just on that type of scale. On this type of scale, these players turn down hundreds of millions of dollars for loyalty. Like, I mean, I get it. And that sounds pretty bad when you say it out loud, like, but loyal to what? Like, is, is it, there's a difference between being loyal to your family, being loyal to your, to your mom, to your dad, to your wife, to your kids. And then being loyal to like your boss, or like loyal to um, we see all the time in sports. We see like, I don't have to get that deep into it. We see it all the time in sports. a player, Isaiah Thomas, for example, Isaiah Thomas, who played for the Boston Celtics, talking about new Isaiah Thomas, not 80s, Isaiah Thomas. New Isaiah Thomas sister passed away, had the amazing like playoff run, played for the Celtics, was about an inch taller than me, like five nine. Crossing dudes up, killing dudes in the league. Should have got his big, big payday. He gets hurt, like, busting his ass and and pushing through his injury, playing for the Celtics. He gets hurt, and Boston's like, ah, no, we're not going to pay you. Sorry. And Isaiah Thomas goes the rest of his career, probably should still be in the league, but he goes the rest of his career, not ever getting that big payday that he deserved. That's what I'm talking about as far as, like, loyalty. We see it all the time in sports. Team like Players that, they put their bodies in the line, they, it's, they're just like, you're the one out here competing. Do what you think is best for you, because at the end of the day, these teams are gonna have your best interests in mind. These leagues are gonna have your best interests in mind. And we saw it firsthand like with this. PGA was like, no, don't do it, stay loyal to the tour. Um, be only us and for us, and, and stay pure to the game of golf. And the, the first sign that that money came calling. They said, I. Ah. Yeah, we're going to go sign and merge with this other league that we were just shitting on for the past year or so. But, hey yeah, yeah, I guess it'll be all right. Like, it'll be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's crazy stuff. But in other news, man, NFL news, because it's my squad, because it's one of the best running backs in the game, the Vikings plan, or they didn't plan on it, they have officially released Dalvin Cook. And it is just crazy. It is crazy to me how the last ten to fifteen years the value of the running back position has just gone down tremendously. Which is insane because having that game changing running back, like yes, the position, the running back position has changed, right? The the receiver position over the year has changed a little bit, but it's still the same thing. Get open, catch the football, um, and like you know, there's different types of receivers, right? Running back position went from like three yards, four yards in a cloud of dust, get a guy that can break one every now and then. And then we started seeing so slowly like with Marshall Fogg and then with LaDainian Thompson, And now it's like every running back to put a running back, you have to be able to run routes out of the backfield. <clears throat> you have to be able to be a factor within the pass game and catch passes. And that game-changing running back creates so many mismatches on offense. Like, look at a guy like, like Christian McCaffrey, change the 49ers offense. Or look at what the Vikings offensively were able to do the last few years with Dalvin Cook. Not to mention Austin Eckler in L.A. Dalvin Cook is a top five running back in this league. I cannot imagine a day. Like, I, I mean, we're here now. We're here now. But a day where... A top five player at his position you can't get enough value for him that it's just best that you release him that is insane to me um with that being said man dalvin cook is the second best running back in vikings history probably would have been uh, he would have been number one if adrian Peterson didn't exist or didn't ever play for the vikings but obviously ap is a top five goaded uh, player of all time so you know dalvin's second best running back in vikings history in my opinion and although he's like good to miss a couple games in a season, which isn't out of the ordinary for a running back, he's extremely consistent. That he rushed for a thousand yards the last four years, and it is clear. It is clear that Dalvin wants to go to Miami and play for the Dolphins, right? He's from Florida. He played at Florida State. Could you imagine like pairing Dalvin Cook with Waddle Tyreek and giving two of like the ultimate security blanket? Like I can I. Honestly, I that it it immediately turns them into like contenders that come out of the AFC. They were good last year, good, you know, a good squad last year, but this automatically has to turn them into like, you know, going to win the AFC East probably. Or whoa, no cuz Buffalo. Let me take that back cuz of Buffalo. But, you know, they had a shot to win last year and they didn't have Cook. So imagine if they, if they add, this is all hypothetical obviously. If they add Dalvin Cook, you put them right up against with the two fastest receivers in the NFL, and, like, imagine as a defensive coordinator. You're scheming up all week. You you make the it's – it's like a th- crucial third down in the third quarter. You disguise the perfect coverage. Guys do their assignments. Take the top, like, you know, you you guard the two. You got Tyreek and Waddle. You got those two guys locked up. You got everything on match. And, oh, yeah, here's Tua dumping down a two-yard – uh, out route to Dalvin Cook, who takes it for a first down because there's the mismatch on a linebacker. Like, it, it, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. It sounds a lot simpler than it is, but that's what truly happens in these offenses. Like, you know, Dalvin Cook provides that. He can catch on the backfield. He's explosive. He can still run. He's only 27. Like, it's not like I, I, I get a little bit. Zeke has shown that he's kind of lost a step. Um, Leonard Fournette as well. So, the teams have kind of been off those guys. But Dalvin Cook has not seemed to have... He hasn't lost a step at all. He hasn't shown it at all. Um, So, yeah, the the Dolphins get him, man. They become serious contenders um, with the addition of him. And what this means for Minnesota, I don't know. I think Minnesota is kind of going through their own type of rebuild. They're still going to be competitive, but their own rebuild. Another clearing of space to pay Jettas and to make him the highest paid wide receiver of all time which is deservedly so because in my mind, Jettis is the number two, if not number one wide receiver in the whole game between him and Devontae. Um, but I think with Minnesota, you're still losing a top five running back in the league. You have lost very key pieces to this team. Kirk is not signed after 2023. So I don't know. I, I think we're, we're possibly seeing the start of a rebuild. I think Quessy and, and the Vikings and Coach O'Connell will see how this year goes. But as a fan, as strictly a fan of the game, the Vikings, man, I really like Quessy. I like Coach O'Connell. The NFC North is still up for grabs this year. So, you know, I don't like the move to let Dalvin Cook walk, but I understand. And, you know, I trust those guys. I trust our front office. I trust our coaches. I like them a lot. So fingers crossed as a fan that this all works out. Man, with that being said, if you have made this far, hit that subscribe button, like, comment, share your favorite stuff. What you think about Messi coming to enter Miami? Um, if you think the PJ live golf thing was a, was a good move, and if you think Dalvin Cook leaving the Vikings is detrimental, and what you think, like, where you think he fits best, man. Leave your comments. Appreciate y'all tapping in with me. Until next time, peace.